welcome everybody to the first annual final shot awards got my main man manny montreal here he actually put this together and he he allowed me to use the name so uh let's fucking get it going manny how's it going brother i'm good you i'm good 2018 is over thank fuck jesus i don't i don't know like seriously who had a good 2018 everyone caught it in the teeth this year not me if you weren't yeah well i had a good year yeah good even half. even by proxy good half. even by proxy okay good half six months sucked yeah i i would have thought the boogeyman losing would have would have hurt you more this year uh, what hurt me more was the absence. Oh, yeah. Agreed. That hurt Agreed. me more. The loss doesn't bug me. Um, realistically, when you take on the number one guy in the country, something bad can happen. Yeah, we had discussed it. We had discussed it in length. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, agreed. We'll see a rematch, trust me. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Everything worked out kind of, right? Yeah. What do we got on the docket, Manny? You got the sheets, you got the polls. Okay, so here's the thing. You know, we, we kind of made this unofficial poll on a page that we created just to try and get a few people involved. Because I basically, and you basically, pretty much know the answers to these polls anyway. You know what I mean? Anyone with half a brain was voting pretty much the same way. Yeah. Uh, I tried to keep, keep things clean and concise. You know, I got people talking to me about Elliot or Alvarez, but... Technically, he's not a Canadian yet. You know, it's going to happen. He's working on it, but technically, he's not yet. Eric Bazinian has become uh, a Canadian citizen. It's a couple of years, so, you know, I put him on the list, you know. So, we did get a couple comments of people that didn't exactly understand what I was doing, which is cool because, I mean, we were just flying by the seat of our pants here. Um, as you can tell, I'm wearing my New Year's uh, robe, so just taking it easy on this uh, fine day. Uh, I kept it simple. We only got four things. There are some people. I let people write in stuff because obviously, if, if I forgot someone or didn't didn't consider someone, I was I was open to suggestions. But even the write-ins didn't win. But we will give them honorable mentions. Uh, look, well, there's only four categories. We'll get we'll get started with this. But 2018 Coach of the Year. For me and you, and for the most of us out there, there was only a couple names to talk about. Yeah, we got Eric Belanger, who's a new name to the boxing scene, I guess, to some of you. Uh, this year, he did some major stuff with uh, Volney. He's also the man behind Custio Clayton. Progressively, he's got a couple of other guys under his under his belt right now, and I like what he's doing in there. You also had Stefan Larouche, who's I would say for the last 20 years has been, you know, Canada's, if not the best, you know, holding down second spot at all, always. Then you got Renaud Boisbier. Now, Renaud's an older dude. Not everybody knows him, but if you're in the boxing world, you should. He's the man behind Stephen Butler. He's the man behind Eve Ulysses. Last but not least, our winner of this category, Mark Ramsey. Fantastic. Hell of a coach best pedigree he the guys he learned from were some of the best and uh oddly enough before things really picked up with him i got an interview with him and i got to sit down and talk with him and i was convinced the way he was heading it was going to be a good year for him and sure enough it was elder alvarez uh, better bf 
He's got Kaboom Rivas, who's going to be fighting, starting the year off with a very big fight against Bye Bye Jennings. Oh, wow. And Verona, New York, I believe, uh, mid-January. Uh, you know, uh, the roster keeps getting bigger for him because he just took on a bunch of, of these Kazakh fighters. And he's also got Eric Bazinian, who had a hell of a 2018. Uh, he's got uh, Christian Billy, former Olympian. The list goes on and on. He's got over 12 guys that I foresee are either going to be world champions or have a shot at a world championship. Mm -hmm. So, hands down, folks, it was Mark Ramsey. There's no arguing it. This year was one hell of a year for him. A close second, I would say, is Stefan LaRouche, because LaRouche is just a murderer when it comes to this game. He is a hell of a coach. But Mark Ramsey, hands down, he's our winner. I did write in uh, Jesse Thompson. I like Jesse. He's great. He's the coach for uh, Mo Money. Ryan, the real deal forward. He's got his fingers in there with Dario Berdician. Uh, I don't even know who else he's got. Eve Ulysses. Eve Ulysses. The uh, last couple of fights, he's been pitching in on that team. Tony Look, Lewis. You want to know? You want to know something? I think uh, if we keep doing this every year, right? His name's going to start popping up a lot more. Yeah. And I think probably within five years, he'll be the big winner of this award, so to speak. Uh, he did. Uh, he did come on my podcast, and he he gave himself a nickname, which was uh, the a future Hall of Fame coach. Okay. <laughs> Which I, I, I don't, I'm not sure. I think you tricked him into that because he's not the type to boast. Of course, I'm I even, su I'm surprised you got him on the podcast. I shit talked him for like three months. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure that video was short though. Um, 45 look, minutes, Manny. I got 45 minutes out of him. Wow. You know what? You, you get, you get boxing reporter of the year because <laughs> just because of that. Just because of that, because if you know the guy, I, I think I hung around him for a good two years before I had a five-minute conversation with him. Really? He's got some Clint Eastwood-style fucking people skills. Yeah. And <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it, man, because I love the way the guy coaches. Like I said, I think within five years, he wins this award. Uh, he, he's, he's got that same pedigree. The same lineage that Ramsey comes from, coaching-wise, like the people that laid fingers on Ramsey have also been part of Jesse's life. Yeah. And a really good sign of a good coach is that despite all the politics and bullshit between gyms and promoters, uh, Jesse's welcomed in pretty much every gym in Montreal. So, yeah. you know, that's a big thing. Not every coach can go everywhere, you know. I'm not going to start talking shit, but that's the fucking truth. Uh, let's get going with the, uh, I'll leave that one for last here. We'll do, we'll do Canadian female fighter of the year. Now, some would say this was an easy one because voting wise, one girl did, uh, take the lead in this one. Yep. Uh, the main reason I say it would be a close one is because one of the ladies on this list is a hall of famer. Point. Yes. So, uh, you know, and we, we also have to point out that the list wasn't very big, that I had to stretch things a little bit to get a few names on there. But uh, it's a sign that things are getting better for the future, just the mere fact that we had some candidates. Yeah. So, uh, first off, very young fighter in her infancy, but she keeps getting better every fight she's out there. Kim Clavel, yeah. uh, fantastic young fighter. I think uh, in the future you might see her win this award very soon, actually. Um, a girl that I don't know too much about because I haven't been able to see her fight personally, but Candy Wyatt, which is more out your way. Yep. Um, 
Mariev Decker, who had one hell of a year and captured her very first title, a first for Quebec, uh, first for Quebec female boxers. And last but not least, the queen, the queen herself, Helena Madronovic. I hope I said it right. Jelena Marjanovic. Okay. <laughs> I like it. You say it so much smoother, but look, she's, she's without a doubt the queen. Yes. And that being said, there is a new queen in our uh, great north. The winner of this award, Mariev Decare. She is a superstar. She's great on the mic. She's great in the ring. Uh, she's got a bit of a karate background, so it's point fighting. It's clean stuff. And personally, she can probably do more than one weight class. So uh, the chances of her joining her fellow queen, Helena, uh, are, are very good. She'll be a Hall of Fame boxer as well. Uh, I see very good things happening for her. It's going to be a very big year for her because now with that belt, she's going to be able to command some stuff. And in particular, I want to give her kudos because... Uh, she went on after the Adonis Stevenson fight. Oh, okay, that's a tough so, one. A very tough one. Okay, so she had not only the finale in Quebec City to hold down, right? And there was also Mike Kozuski who had a beautiful fight, and a few other fighters that night, as we know. But she had to hold down the whole court. And once TV, American TV, switched over to the Tyson Fury fight that night, you know, the place could have emptied out. But it didn't. Mariev kept those people in the seats. Uh, that was the most active crowd I've seen for a female fighter in Canada ever. They were cheering her on. The crowd was really into it. And a lot of that has to do with her performance. Kudos to her because that was a really tough one. Even press-wise. You know, she should have gotten more press for what she did. But, uh, you know, the room's energy kind of got sucked out when Adonis had to get... Uh, basically carried out of there so kudos to her on that it was a bittersweet moment but you know i see big things coming up for her this year well speaking of jelena marjanovic look for a big fight announcement coming from that camp in 2019 which will be the biggest female boxing fight of all time for the wbc wba and the wbo featherweight titles jelena marjanovic versus heather hardy Oh, <laughs> you know, here's the thing, right? And I don't want this to sound wrong, so I'm going to try my best here, right? But more than likely, it's going to come out wrong. So everybody ahead of time, go ahead, send me comments. Uh, they're both really beautiful women. And uh, on top of that, very highly ranked boxers. Yes. I don't see how this won't get pressed. Heather Hardy is a smoke show. Uh, Helena as well. Uh, I know it shouldn't really play a factor, but hell, as guys, we don't get to do this that often in boxing. It's not like we sit around and talk about how great looking, uh, you know, some, or a certain Kazakhstani fighter is. Yeah. But, uh, you know, <laughs> it's it's going to be a very big event. <clears throat> Showtime. She's the queen of boxing. She's the queen of boxing, and this will solidify it outside of Canada. Like, we know it, right? We recognize it. Anyone that talks boxing in, in the Great North knows that she is the queen. Yes. Uh, I, I think this will finally cement it for the rest of the world. 
So, uh, massive fight. Really great news. Really great news. She kind of slipped there on the Edmonton show on Punch and Grace. She, uh, she, she got up on. She got up and mentioned it. I would have paid anything for the camera to swing over to Mel. Ooh, <laughs> I did. Oh, <laughs> that must have been fucking good. Because I've known about it for a couple months. Okay. Yeah. And I, I, she's like, I'll kill you if you say anything. I'm like, okay. Well, she just fucked up. So now I can <laughs> talk about it, right? Because I've been calling for this fight for a year. Hmm. Listen, it makes sense. If she's going to continue, you know, she can't she can't be bussing in people anymore. It no. needs to be something. She's at that point now, you know. She's got to be thinking about the, the, the last end of her career as far as boxing goes, how she wants to finish off things. And, uh, you know, circumstances couldn't be better, to be honest. It's honestly, I couldn't have wished this for her. I wouldn't even have thought of it. You know what I mean? This yeah. is fantastic. Biggest female fight of all time. Hands down. Hands down. Fingers crossed. No bullshit. And it happens. Uh, let's go over to the men. 2018. <laughs> male fighter of the year. Uh, we had a few more candidates for this one. We got a few write-ins. Listen. Uh, it was a tough one. We'll, we'll mention the write-in first. Okay. Despite the fact that I believe saying his name is the equivalent of playing around with Beetlejuices, Stephen Claggett got wrote in on this one. I did not leave him out on purpose. I took into consideration that he had a loss. And uh, if you look at the people that I mentioned, uh, the people that were on the list as candidates for this category did not. You know, so there's a couple fighters that I would have put on this list that had draws this year, and I didn't put them on the list, you know? So it, it's nothing personal. I love all these guys. I want to remind everyone that even the ones that don't like me, I respect what they do immensely. So uh, honorable mention goes out to the dragon, Stephen Claggett. I've said it twice now. <laughs> Steve Claggett, all right. two times. He's coming. Oh, no, I, I got to do it three times. So, uh, by the way, speaking of which, I got to hang out and watch uh, Matsu Germain yep. sparring uh, this weekend versus Sammy Vargas and a few others. And uh, some high-intensity stuff. I think uh, it's crazy to say this because we're only going to be at the beginning of the year, but uh, that is going to be a candidate for fight of the year when these two go down, when Stephen Claggett fights uh, Matsu Germain. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's coming for me now. Uh, when they fight, uh, I believe the 26th at the Casino in Montreal, going to be available on punchandgrace.com, by the way. $11 a uh, month. Yeah, that is going to be one hell of a fight. By the way, if you purchase that card you're a week before that, I believe you got O'Reilly. Um, the Ontario like, card. Um, yeah. O'Connell. O'Connell, thank you. Sorry, My boy I was on his name. Yeah, well, listen, what screwed me up there is it's two Irish names back-to-back, -back, so you're like, oh, oh. Hey, anyway. if you guys want to see an old-fashioned Irish fight, watch that one, because those guys are going to go at it. Yeah, absolutely. That is going to be a good card. And Brampton, I mean, come on. What the fuck? You know what I mean? That, that could be in Toronto, hands down. Yeah. Okay, so uh, to go on with the list, our five choices for uh, the fans out there were... I'll start with number five, Eric Bazinian. Massive fights in 2018. He beat Francie Netu. And uh, 
captured a a, a minor title, mm-hmm. had a tremendous 2018, had uh, some issues, had to change coaches. Uh, overall, changed coaches twice in one year. Oh. Yeah, because he went from the Grant Brothers over to uh, Stefan LaRouche, and then things with Stefan LaRouche and Ida Tiger kind of uh, dissipated. So he moved over to Mark Ramsey. I mean... Good move. Yeah, I mean, you you, you kind of move sideways. When you mess... When you're going from LaRouche to Ramsey, you're just... It's not really a downward or an upward move. So it wasn't too bad. And in theory, it was kind of better for him because the gym they train out of is a little closer to home for him. Yeah. And he's a new father. So, you know, there was some things that made things easier for him as well with this. So that being said, he had a banner year. Uh, when you look back on the career of Eric Bazinian, 2018 will definitely be one of those years that are going to be uh, highlighted for him. And he fought the Mexican Undertaker in Edmonton. Yes, yes. Uh, that was a, a very interesting fight. Uh, I posted something recently about a fight where a gentleman got knocked down. It was, uh, I, I believe it was Kubrat Pulev who got knocked down three times in the first round. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, on the fourth almost knockdown, his ref threw uh, his corner through the towel in, and there was a no three knockdown rule, no corner stoppage. So the ref just chucks the towel out, and sure enough, doesn't he fucking score a knockdown himself afterwards? And then I I think I, between rounds, the, the the corner that was originally winning that had scored the three knockdowns had to throw in the towel themselves. They didn't come out of the corner. Yeah. So you know it's one of those fights where you know. Eric was almost going to have to kill him. If there was going to be a couple more rounds on that one, who knows? Because Eric Eric threw everything he had at him. Yeah. Uh, kudos to that guy. What was his name again? I don't remember. I just call him The Undertaker now. Uh, I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up, and we'll mention him on the next show. He deserves an honorable mention because that was one hell of a performance. I mean, uh, Eric Bazinian hits hard, and uh, he hits accurately. And, it, you know, to be on the receiving end of that, not fun. No. Uh, n- next up, we had the vicious one, Patrice Volney. He's a young buck. Uh, he's the youngest guy on this list. But um, he had a tremendous year, coached by Eric Belanger, uh, previously mentioned in the Coaches of the Year. He was able to capture a uh, title from Albert Amelus, uh, who had defeated Francis Lafreniere. Albert was having himself a tremendous 2018 up until Petrus Volney showed up. Volney is definitely something to look out for for the future. Uh, the number one trait I look for, and basically a trait that all the fighters on this list have, are a level of seriousness when it comes to their training and their understanding of the sport. And even though he's the youngest guy on this list, future's going to be bright for him because uh, he's already got his ducks in a row, so to speak. Next up, Stephen Butler. Ugh. He needed a good year, and he got one. Uh, he's looking good. They gave him a bit of a, a, a hometown fight against Jordan Balmier, mm-hmm. but I think that was more about really settling to people's uh, minds that this wasn't the Butler that we originally saw yeah he's uh, matured tremendously in the last couple years and as weird as it sounds right he's also uh, he's the second youngest on this list and uh i mean 
he's his body filled out you know what i mean and uh with the maturity came maybe he's listening to his coaches a little more and he realized he had to make some changes and i think 2018 was quite possibly the year we'll remember because 2019 is more than likely going to be the year he breaks out to the world uh i foresee golden boy possibly giving him a chance or match room something along the lines with the zone yeah. i think he might be the next guy uh seeing as how uh lemure's towards the the end of his career and ulysses is already kicked in that door so to speak so uh, i think 2019 is going to be the year of butler where the rest of the world discovers that butler is a world-class fighter next up we had Custio clayton Custio. uh had a bit of a weird year, but I wasn't going to exclude him. Uh, he was a bit inactive since he's had issues with his promoter, his newest promoter. So this is the second time he's had promoter issues. Uh, he changed up the team this time, so it's not just him. Uh, this time he's changed up the team. So now it's just him and Eric Belanger. Uh, like I said, he had a really rough one, but um, I didn't want to exclude him because... He still started off the year extremely strong and captured a, mi a minor title himself. So, like it or not, it is what it is. Before I get to the last uh, last fight, I just want to give out another honorable mention in this one. People threw out this name, which wouldn't be entirely wrong, but Metsu Jitan Germain was also mentioned in this list. Yeah, he's he had a tremendous year. He's progressing properly. The fights they've picked for him, the way he's fought them, everything's been accurate. I really like uh, their style in his team. Germain's coach, Mike Maffa, is the equivalent of an Italian mom. Mm -hmm. um, you know, put your sweater on. Yeah. That's how he coaches. And even when he throws you a compliment, it's actually a double-edged kind of shot at you because he'll be like that's it that's the combination i wanted why didn't you throw it two minutes ago you know <laughs> so uh it's it's some tough you know there's tough love in that gym and Germain, i find he treats stuff like he's doing a bank job okay yeah, so yeah. the entire team has tasks and he has a plan and a modus operandi and he goes through his steps uh very much like Heat, if you will. His stuff is planned out. And uh, like I said, he's going to be starting a very big year in 2019, facing the other honorable mention on this list, Steve Claggett. Last but not least, Eve Ulysses. Listen, for me, this was the winner. People can argue with me, but for me, this was the winner. I'll... I'll I'll say that it was a toss-up. A lot of people had uh, different names on here. And I'll announce the actual winner. But for me, Eve Ulysses was the winner of this category. As far as his year goes, he had 2017 a rough one with uh, Steve Claggett. Yeah. Uh, messed up decision fight. That I obviously extended, yeah, exactly. I extended to, to, to no end. To, quite possibly, Steve Claggett will hate me for the rest of his life. But it is what it is. Despite having a shitty 2017, he got back on his horse, and 2018 was the best year of his career. Mm -hmm. 
finished off the year at Madison Square Garden, opening up the show on The Zone. Very first fighter from Quebec to fight and win in the big show, not the ballroom, because people will hit me up on this, but in the big house at Madison Square Garden, very first Quebecer to win his fight, very first Quebecer to open up a The Zone show, uh, first Quebecer to be on a The Zone show, and they put him up against a kid that De La Hoya's group was really, really putting some power behind. And it was just another situation. Uh, he opened up the year with opening up the show for HBO's last show in Canada. HBO's last show in Quebec. And he just put on a masterclass performance against... Uh, what's his name? Cletus Selden. Yep. Cletus was also one uh, a guy that they were pumping up and they were talking about how many big knockouts he had and HBO was really big on him and Eve Ulysses opened up class on him and then ended the year in Madison Square Garden and did the same thing against a Golden Boy fighter that they were had big prospects for. I know for a fact. I can't mention more than what I'm about to say to you otherwise I will get myself in so much trouble. Well, pay attention to Eve Ulysses. 2019 is going to be a massive year. Early 2019 is going to be a massive moment for Canadian boxing. Pay attention to the young man. That right there is the finest boxing we have in the freaking country. Defense, accuracy, speed, timing, skill. He's got it all. I'm over the moon with this kid. And I think 2019, everyone's going to get on the bus. Just remember who tore your ticket. Who won? The, win <laughs> the winner of this category. I I'm so long-winded, but I'm sorry, man. <laughs> the winner of this category, young Eric Bazinian. Good like choice. It or not, like it or not, he stepped up to the plate. Francie Netu is a massive, massive name. And, uh, you know, Netu was a very highly considered fighter. And, uh, you know, more than that, was considered very resilient, you know. And uh, Bazinian just proved too much for him, which is big to say because people were expecting that fight to be close. People were expecting that fight to go either way. You know, and Bazinian made it very clear that Bazinian was better than Netu. And uh, that fight, he captured his title. It really cemented him, I think, in the minds of Canadians as a future star. Just a big fight for him and a big year for Bazinian. So congratulations, Eric Bazo Bazinian. Adrian Luna Flores was the gentleman he fought in Edmonton. So uh, honorable mention for him. Also, Stephen Butler, turn up your headset because I'm going to talk about you for a minute. There's a gentleman at 154 pounds that resides in Ontario that trains out of the TMT gym, Cody the Crippler Crowley. He wants to come over to Quebec. Let's see, let's see that happen. Here's the thing. <laughs> the kid's not going down to 154. What's he fight at? Hey, he's, he's at 160 now. Oh, he went up. Yeah, he went up. Oh. He, yeah, no, there's no. I don't think he's gonna be fucking around down there no more. Uh, maybe, but I, I don't think so. And I think Cody Crawley's got something signed up for the early New Year. He's, he's fighting to be going, in February. 
Yeah, he's got a massive fight coming up too, so we'll see how that goes, you know. Uh, here's the thing, I want to see I want to see him. I don't know if it'll be against Stephen Butler, because like I said, I, th I think his path's pretty much carved. I think yeah. he's heading to the big show. No offense to, to uh, Cody Crowley, I, I, I understand he's uh, trained at Mayweather's gym. However, uh, uh, Butler is actually going to be fighting on a big show. It's a, so, it's a world-class fight. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, I don't think... I think if Butler goes and takes this on right now, it's not going to have the eyes that it should have. No. You feel me? So, uh, ideally, you bring the crippler over here and uh, you, you get him a fight over here so that people lay eyes on him and understand... Like me, because I haven't seen him fight in person. It's a whole different thing to watch tape and then see someone fight in person. Yes. Okay? Very different. Uh, I don't know what it is. I can't explain it. Because obviously with tape, you can rewind. You can see different angles and blah, blah, blah. But there's something about seeing how a guy reacts to shit live. Mm -hmm. That gives you an insight that you won't get from footage. And uh, so that being said, I would want to see him here. I would want to see what he's able to do. Uh, I want to see if it's more than hype and good promotion. And uh, hopefully, you know, we'll find out. Here, here's the thing, right? He has to consider himself lucky because most fighters outside of Quebec in his situation don't get the kind of recognition or love that he does. Yeah. So uh, it's it's still pretty good. Let's finish this off. Our last, uh, our last award for 2018, Canadian Fight of the Year. This was a landslide. I think people were in their feelings a little bit, but nonetheless, it was an actual uh, contender, and I don't think there's an argument to say they didn't win. But let's go through the list real quick. As mentioned before, Castillo Clayton was uh, in the list of fighters of the year, and the reason why is because he had a tremendous fight against Daniel. Uh, that was just a hell of a fight. They were talking big about Daniel, and Cusio just pretty much showed he was a cut above. Mm. And uh, cemented what we already kind of knew about Cusio Clayton. Next up, a fight that was close to you and me. A fight that, unfortunately, I think we're going to have to have again. Yep. Uh, Finn Bradishian. Uh, listen, I put it in there, right? I don't. I, I think if I would have left it out, I don't think it would have been written in. But if you get a chance, it is out there on the internet. It and, is? Uh, I got to watch it again. Really? Okay, I'll send it to you, bud. Yeah. Uh, point is, they had a tremendous fight. They're both at a crossroads in their career, so to speak. And it, it was kind of like a front-end collision with the decision. I felt nothing against Super Duper, but I felt Shaquille won that fight. And uh, I, I didn't go through all the, you know, because I didn't think it was horrible. You know, I didn't think it was, oh, my God, they, it ruined your career with this because it was a draw nonetheless. But, um, yeah, I didn't give Dario more than three rounds, two and a half okay. rounds. That was me, you know. Uh, people may say I'm partial, but, fuck, I, I love both those guys, man, so... It is what it is. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll move on to the next one. Like I said before, fighter of the year, Eric Bazinian versus Francinetu. Uh, that being said, 
I don't know if we'll see Neto in the ring again. Um, we haven't really heard much from him since that fight. But if you're going to go out, you know, there's nothing to hang your head low about when no. that fight. It was a tremendous fight. He he tested Bazinian. He put Bazinian in some spots. And, uh, you know, you, you can't be fighter of the year without having a tremendous fight. And you can't have a tremendous fight without uh, some solid opposition. So Bazinian Netu was definitely the action in that fight, the way the crowd reacted to it afterwards and before, definitely in there. I threw in Ulysses Espana just because it was such a pretty fight. Uh, it was really slick work, and it was confirmation that that Ulysses was going to be turning 2018 into his year, and uh, it, it pretty much was. Last but not least, the winner of this category, Adonis Stevenson versus Badu Jack. <laughs> now, Good I got some... I got some flack for this because Badu Jack's not Canadian. But that, that wasn't the point. The fight happened here. It's the fight of the year. If we would have had Triple G Canelo here, uh, I think they would have been a winner of this category. Yeah. That being said, we had Stevenson Jack. And uh, we had it in Toronto, of all places. And, uh, you know, a lot of people didn't think Jack was going to be able to do much seeing how he was a lighter weight. And uh, previous to Stevenson losing his title, you know, Stevenson had looked unbeatable. Uh, the guys he's faced, you know, didn't really cause him much damage. And he was pretty much ending all his fights in, in vicious knockouts. And here comes Jack, who gave him every inch, no quarter, man. Uh, every round was a tough round. We got to see Adonis Stevenson face adversity for the first time in years. And, uh, you know, it brought out some of the best boxing of Adonis Stevenson's career because I don't remember Adonis going to the body as much or trying out different things. He was switching feet, you know. Uh, Jack is a southpaw. So, you know, there was a lot of stuff to consider. And action-wise, as far as fights that happened here in the Great White North, that right there was the fight of the year. That was definitely, it was a landslide. I mean, there was no question about it. Like I said, a, a little bit of people were in their feelings because of what's going on with Adonis Stevenson. Yeah. But nonetheless, that right there was fight of the year. I know I did write in uh, Steve the Dragon Claggett versus Petros Ananian. Um, that was in Ontario for the IBF uh, Super Lightweight International title. Fantastic fight. Steve got dropped in the first round and came back and put on a clinic great fight see here's the thing if i would have put that on the list it would have been oh you're just doing that because you got knocked out in the first round <laughs> so like a, you know i can't i can't man i can't look here's the thing i really hope i get to talk to him when he comes uh in january the 26th at the casino de Montreal. i'll be there i'll watch it uh, i am looking I'm just hoping, whatever it is, that it's clear. Okay? Yeah. I, I don't want to have to deal with anything murky. I don't want there to be any low blows. I don't want there to be any weird decision. I don't want there to be any kind of weirdness. I need a straight, final decision here. It's a massive fight. And excluding Claggett, 
going up against Eve Ulysses if I was part of Claguette's team, right? Uh, Germain is your second best choice. It's a very interesting fight, Manny, because G-Time, he finished one of Steve Claggett's uh, main sparring partners in Cam O'Connell. So maybe there's a little bit of retribution coming from the from the okay. dragon in this one. Realistically, I think that Ulysses is hands down a better boxer than G-Time. Now, Steve did get a decision against Ulysses. Now, like... Uh, this kind of combat sports math doesn't it never adds up because nobody's the same. But it's it's a great fight. Listen, stylistically, this tends to be a closer fight than Ulysses Claggett should have been. Yes. Okay. A uh, couple of things I don't like. It's at the Casino in Montreal, which means we're dealing with a 19 by 19 on the outside, 17 by 17 on the inside. Ooh, phone booth. Yeah. Yes, yeah, a small ring. It is not the smallest ring they have there, by the way, because there is a oh, there is a fifteen by fifteen in that bad boy, which I've seen heavyweights in. Which oh was, my god! Yeah, yeah, that's like putting two rhinos in a pen. But uh, look, I I think that'll work towards Stephen Claggett's overall uh, plan. Yeah. He doesn't need to move around a lot. He's gonna stick to him like shit. Yeah. Um. G times, G times. When it comes to, fuck, it's a tough one for me because uh, I got Eve Ulysses is like the fucking measuring stick right now for 140 pounds in Canada, and uh, you know, it, it's hard to, to to capture exactly what it is about Eve Ulysses that makes him so good because everything's he's at a ten on all his level meters should you should you say you know what i mean so yeah. his, his his timings at 10 his, his speeds at 10 you know uh, when it comes to g time he's a very tactical fighter there is a method to his madness so even though he will take a shot to give a shot which is something ulysses won't do yes uh, uh there's a method to his madness right he like i said he what I like about his team, the way he treats fights, is he treats them like like bank jobs, you know. So uh, every little minute detail is planned. And if if I'll give you an example, let's say he decides to talk to him during the fight, it's planned. That's you good. get what I'm saying. That's good though. It, if if things get rough in the fight, right? It, it's not because Claggett got under his skin. No, part of the plan. You get what I'm saying? I'm I'm dead serious when it comes to this because he's 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 got he's got things in his game book so to speak in his in his little chart of, of ideas and plans that Ulysses wouldn't consider. Yeah. U Ulysses is a clean fighter and uh, won't do any tricks so to speak. You know, I think Ulysses is more along the lines of a young Floyd Mayweather. Okay. I can see that, yeah. Um, when it comes to G time, G time's more of a of a crafty Mexican style fighter. Mm -hmm. Little dirty tricks, inside shit, uh, pushing the elbow down. You know, little little things that are meaner and grittier, so to speak. He's he's capable of getting his hands dirty. 
So that's why I'm saying this fight here, in my opinion, is a much closer fight because these two guys are basically going to step nose to nose to each other and try to out-Mexican each other. It's going to be fun For lack of a better word. It's going to be fun. Absolutely. There's going to be body work in this. You can guarantee there's going to be some beautiful body shots for both guys. Yeah. You can guarantee there's going to be hooks. You're going to guarantee that there are going to be some rounds where it's going to be back and forth action. So, uh, overall, that is, to start off the year, I think that's going to be one of the biggest fights of the year. Well, 2018 was a fantastic year for Canadian boxing. Um, the the people that do the media for boxing in Canada actually stepped their game up this year, which mainly it's probably you and I. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it seems that Canadian boxing has been put on the map. There's We're, too many bodies, man. There's too many bodies. This is what it boils down to, okay? Yeah. The, uh, sooner or later, you know, uh, stuff's going to break through, and that's the way I see it. We have quality work here. We have yeah. quality sparring. We have quality boxing. We have quality events. Um, the commission out your way is getting a bit better, you know. Yeah. But uh, thankfully, we've had some very good commissions, some very good stuff. Uh, you know what? I want to take this time just to point out something I would want for 2019, okay? And this goes out to any of my uh, or your fans out there that are involved in this game, that have got some boxing background, that don't know how they can contribute. There is a strong need for referees, judges, and commission people, mm-hmm. okay? For the most part, they're old, Okay. And to be fair, in 2020, 2019, we need to diversify a little bit. We need some women. We need some color. We need some ethnicity. Uh, It needs to vary a little bit. The commission, as we speak right now, is 85% old white guy from Canada. Yes. You know, and uh, that is not the case when it comes to the fighters. Yeah. So uh, it needs to be a bit more of a representation of of our fighters and i only feel confident with people stepping up it's great if you're a fan like i am but i would never take on the responsibility of doing those things you get what i'm saying it's a tough job i'd much rather a retired fighter a guy that's been in the ring that knows what it is to have to take a knee you know a, a guy that's been there and seen some shit to take on those responsibilities there's a heavy need for it we will have less problems with decisions less problems with you know they're getting old okay so our cards are going longer our cards are going late i remember a couple years ago these guys were complaining when fights were going past 11 30 yeah okay guys guys in the commission would be looking at their watches talking to talking to the judges talking to the fucking promoter like, come on man what the fuck da, da, da. that's fucked up I understand most of these guys, for the most part, are either semi-retired or actually have other jobs, and they have lives, and I get it, but we need a bit of some young blood in there. That's what it boils down to. Agreed. And uh, I think it would only be for our betterment if someone out there got involved. I could name a couple retired boxers. I wouldn't mind if they got involved a little bit more. For the future of boxing, I think it's necessary. I agree with that. All right, Manny, let's wrap this fucking thing up. It's the 2018 Final Shot Awards. 2019 is going to be a massive year. We've got the return of the Boogeyman. Yes. March 9th, 
Edmonton. Oh, we got a date. We do have a date. Oh, jeez. Okay. There might be a bad guy on that card, too. Um, hey. What else? We, we Fuck. On my neck of the woods, the biggest name is going to be the Boogeyman. Hands down, he's going to be making his return. What is? What are we looking for in Quebec? I know we got G-Time and Claggett. Okay, so first off, guys, as usual, thank you so much uh, to all my fans out there, especially the ones that helped me get to all the weird events that I went to this year. A bunch of people contribute, man. It's a, I know it's funny to say this, right? But my trip in New, to New York was financed by my fans. Uh, 20 bucks, 10 bucks, 50 bucks at a time. I, I really do have to thank them. That being said, my birthday's February 3rd. February 2nd, Texas. We got Elder Alvarez, Kovalev 2. Hell of a matchup. Big news for ESPN. Provided we get a win for our Canadian Elder Alvarez, uh, he will bring ESPN to Quebec with him for his next fight. So, uh, you know, big things. We need him to win that fight. We need him to bring ESPN to Canada. Kind of fed up of not being able to watch ESPN+. Plus. Yeah. Uh, beginning of the year, we also got Kaboom Rivas versus Bye Bye Jennings. Verona, New York. That is some massive stuff. He beats Bye Bye Jennings. He's in the top five. He's in the top ten. He could start looking at maybe fighting uh, a number two or a number three guy. And, you know, possibly by 2020, maybe even get himself a world title shot. So, really big stuff for Kaboom Rebus. Uh, we're starting off the year big, man. Uh, I can't Huge. talk about it, but uh, I, I need to be looking into going back to New York. Very big stuff. Like I said before, guys, stay tuned. We have some major news that's going to break out the beginning of the year. Thank you for watching this episode. Uh, it's kind of strung together, and we're <laughs> we're both... winging it. <laughs> yeah, listen. You know what? Fuck it. We love this shit, and uh, I thought it was necessary. And at least we're talking about it, and hopefully other people will be too. That's it, Manny. Let's get the fuck out of here.